So we're going to start this episode on a serious note and just wanted to take a minute to talk about Kyoto Animation. As everyone has heard by now, there was an attack at their main studio this past Thursday. The facts are still coming out, but we do know for certain that it was an intentional attack and 34 people were killed. Uh, even just taking away the anime context of it, this is one of the worst mass murders in post-war Japan. Uh, it's been really, just really tragic, heartbreaking news that's um, shaken up a lot of people. But you know, of course, particularly you know us in the anime community, uh, we know Kiwani is one of the most you know beloved studios, both for their anime work and for also their reputation for treating their their employees fairly. And so uh, this has just been a just a huge devastating loss. Um, you know. We can't say what's the future is going to hold for Kiwani. I don't think that's really a question that needs to be asked right now. I think more importantly, we can just hope that, you know, for the victims and their families and, you know, for that community that, you know, they can all find some way to make peace with the situation and, and move on. And I think that's pretty much all we can say for now. Um, if, uh, if anybody is interested in helping I will link. There's a there was a post from Crunchyroll with a few suggestions. I would just recommend everybody, you know, please do your research and uh, you know exercise caution in how you use your money. I think all of these methods are well intentioned, but perhaps you know they there wasn't a lot of time to think these things out yet. It's still early. You may want to be patient, but you know everyone can make that decision for themselves. I think it is great to see the the outpouring of support that there has been. I, I know just as an example, one of the things uh, the chain store uh, animate in Japan put, put out uh, like donation boxes. And I've seen pictures of like people lining up to donate, like you, you can't even get into it. So, yeah. uh, and there's been a lot of just, you know, overall outpouring of support. One of the things Crunchyroll did was also put up a, uh, they actually put up a like a, a messaging system in on their site, so you can like send messages of support that they that they're collecting and sending over. And the uh, the president of Kiwani himself has acknowledged that all this outpouring has been you know really a great emotional support for them during this time. So there are you know it's we're we're all kind of helpless here, but there are ways we can at least you know show our support. But um, and yeah, I mean. There's not uh, not any good way to transition from that into kind of the fun stuff we're going to try to get into today. So I think we're just going to play the music and and uh, get into the rest of the show. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. We are back after taking an episode off. In case anybody was wondering, uh, we normally would have done the spring season wrap-up episode, but it occurred to me that A, we weren't, work weren't watching that many shows, and B, the shows we were watching... Most of them have continued on into this season. There was fucking so, nothing to wrap up. 
Nope. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and quite quite honestly, we were like in the, the dead middle of uh, the summer anime apocalypse here doing our first looks, I mean, so I didn't mind. I mean, look, if, mind if you want my hot Dororo takes, uh, <laughs> just hit me up, and I'm sure me and Eero can throw together an impromptu 30-minute podcast about that if you really care. Sure. But believe me, it's <laughs> not worth it. Shout to Blood Will Tell, the PlayStation 2 game. Uh, shout out to the first Aurora OP. The party is over. Tragically, the party bad, is finally huh? over. But, you know. Yeah, that bad. Well, uh, maybe we'll have some time to talk about those a bit next episode. But uh, we're not going to time this week because we have all the new summer shows to talk about. We got the new hotness. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, before we get into that, let me just introduce everybody we have on today. I'm Jell. We also have Iro. Still here. Still here. Summer 2019 season has not yet scared me off. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's it's not too bad, but we'll get Ain't into no that. Ain't no good enough uh, for this we... fate train. <laughs> <laughs> Never yeah. is. We, we've got G. Hey, yo, yo. I'm ready to go. This is a season that uh, I am excited to talk about. Not even because anything in the season is like particularly good, but there are a lot of shows that are like definitely uh elicit that very specific like cadence of my style of conversation because of like the the just the the sheer anime dumbassery that is going on this season there's a lot to say oh that's yeah for sure. oh yeah and yeah in some, way, in some ways isn't that the best season you know the, yes is, is the ones where for... i can just kind of go on my fucking manic tangents Right. Yes, for people who who write and talk about anime, it's a great season. Um, and then uh, finally, we, we have uh, after a, it's been a while, Marlin, but we've got Marlin. Yeah, back in us. the USA, so I can actually not do this at eleven o'clock at night anymore. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, all right. So uh, yeah, we've got quite a few shows to talk about. As always, we've chosen. We're not going to talk about every show, but we've chosen the ones that we feel like we have something to say. Although, like as we've noted, there's quite a few shows we feel like there are things to say about here. Oh, yeah. So um, let's dive into we it. We should probably just get started. Yeah, so tell <laughs> yeah. us about this first show, G. <laughs> yes. So first up on our list, we have the How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Lift? And, uh, Still or, not a good uh, title. The, nope. nope. Or the... Uh, the noted spin-off of uh, whatever that manga is. Uh, spin-off <laughs> of the Kengen Azura universe, part of the wider uh, Fist of the Strongest uh, setting created by uh, writer Yandravik uh, uh, Sabako. Yes, uh, let's let's not go off on that one again. Uh, but, uh, you guys isn't, isn't are Netflix. Yeah, y'all are in, in for it because the show hasn't started, but uh, the Netflix uh, se- uh, Kengen Azura series is starting July 31st. Oh, really? So uh, y'all are going to get those takes um, by, yeah, the, by the next we'll, uh, podcast in all likelihood. But will uh, check it, back it, in on that. In all seriousness, uh, Don Beru is, look, look, I'm not, I'm not going to front, all right? Don Beru isn't, like, good. Nah. But... <laughs> It is gratuitous. <laughs> but what, G? If, if you want it, it's there. Yeah, there's uh, there's some there's some good shit in there. Um, I don't feel like I should have to elaborate further, but <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, like you know, it's 
Look, it is not the most offensive thing Dogokobo has ever done. Like, at its core, Don Barry is... Bar. <laughs> yes, I know. But, I mean, it is just your, like, it is your standard, like, kind of gratuitous, like, fan service comedy anime, you know? With, like, a specific, like, niche, like, interest or angle. Right. And, like, so, like, if you want to watch a show about, like, really canned anime jokes interspersed with, like, really sweaty dudes, like, pumping iron and then also like really gratuitous panning shots of like girls breathing really heavily while they lift weights then congratulations i have a show for you (laughs) finally (laughs) uh if you also however want some girl abs or maybe not even just girl abs but girl traps and girl lats (laughs) and girl biceps and girl triceps and girl hamstrings, and girl glutes. Oh, okay, okay. okay, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna cut this short. But uh, let me let me just ask oh, you, G. Are there any? Is there any pedophilia, incest, or sexual assault? That's all I ask. Uh, Choose your answer wisely. No, as far as I know, none so far. Yeah, not um, not in the episodes I watched. So you know okay. what? In that regard, like I said, Don Beru far ahead of the pack compared to Dogokobo's past work. I'll have some things to yeah. say about that one later. thing I would say <laughs> but, uh, is that for comedy, it did one of the things that I hate that its opening uh, spoils one of the first jokes. So there's this one character, he's like the trainer yeah, for the Machio. two girls. Yeah. And in the beginning, they show him just in a tracksuit and he looks like a normal Japanese pretty boy anime character. And so like, there's one girl who's the, the like the protagonist and her friend who is like this muscle fetishist and so she's really into the guy and she doesn't get it because he looks like just an anime pretty boy and the reveal is that like he rips off the uh this the the track suit and he's like super swole but with a pretty guy's head on the top yeah <laughs> and it's a good he, joke like, he, like arms it's a good joke yeah, he, like lieutenant armstrong <laughs> like flexes his way out of his clothes exactly <laughs> but it's a great joke but the opening spoils it because he's already like you know they're already showing him spoil but with the head in the opening uh, yeah i i would agree marlon it's a shame that they would spoil that because it as somebody who read a few chapters of the original manga it is actually it, it is maybe like the one good gag that show has is uh the surprise uh flexing out of his clothes <laughs> yeah. but like you know that's a that's a trick that's a trick you can do once and they they blew their load on the opening which yeah, I guess yeah. you were probably obligated to, but uh, yes, I mean, <laughs> I will. Or, I mean, unrelated to spoiling jokes, I will never forgive Classical Lloyd season two for spoiling Rastafarian Schubert. Um, <laughs> yeah, but season two was bad, so it was it's fine. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's honestly all we have to say about Don it, Barry. It also- there really isn't. One of the fun things, though, is I, I just wish they could have licensed actual Macho Man. They have an ending that you, has the phrase "I'm a Macho Man," but they don't actually use the the you know the Macho Man music. I'm like, they just. I mean, they also miss such not big Ar- like 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 not Arnold Schwarzenegger is also in that show, so <laughs> they. A lot of like, ways that dude that dude that shows up in those action movies they watch. That guy becomes a recurring side character later on. So, like, uh, it sounds like this could have been 
fun. Right. It could have been all right. It maybe really it could is. have, but I think it's maybe just like, it you know, look, yeah. even as somebody who was just like lusting over girl abs about two minutes ago, even I have to admit that like the problem with Don Beru is like there are some decent jokes in there, but it is literally written with the author's like dick too much in his hand. Like it's, it gets in right, the way there's... of what could be decent comedy because like, you know, I think that like anime has done horny comedy decently, or you know, <laughs> at least in a way that is like, you know, you know, funny in the past, but like, there's like a, there's like that, there's like that middle ground, right? Between horniness and funniness. And I feel like the issue anime runs into too often is that they, they submit to their horniness far too often. <laughs> Right. That's that's clearly the priority. And if you get a funny joke, that's just, you know, a side bonus. Right. Or whatever. <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, I mean, is this the age of the the fit muscular anime girls coming I, upon I mean, us? With, like the new the new Pokemon girl. And uh, there was something else that came up. Uh, right? Fire like, Force had on. that buff witch. Yep. Uh, yes. Last yep. year we had cells at work. There was NK cell. Uh, shout <laughs> right. out to NK cell. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's, it's coming your up. Time, I, it is your, my time. My time, time has come. finally come. To quote, <laughs> to quote Hideo Kojima, I'll keep coming. <laughs> okay, let's, let's go to the next show. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Astra Lost in Space. Yeah, um, my God. <laughs> this was interesting. And kind of okay, I guess uh, they, they did a they did a double first episode. Yeah, I think that was probably the right choice considering a. And I think we, I think we all liked the concept and some of the execution. So like, like the the idea is it's a bunch of kids in the like somewhat distant future that go to like space camp basically We're going on a completely they... unsupervised space camp yeah i was gonna say i have some, I have, some, I have some concerns about the way the society is run i mean i suppose in an era where like space flight is like uh, trivial and commercialized like uh, 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 an unsupervised trip on a planet could be the equivalent of like I don't know an unsupervised trip at the local park maybe, but yeah, I but feel like even even now you're never gonna send kids on an unsupervised trip. No, right? no. Right. <laughs> I, I, I imagine I imagine that like space lawyers are only even more litigious than Earth lawyers. So. Yeah, so that that's a little weird. There's a couple things that don't add up, and they do uh, imply. I don't know if you guys watched anymore. But I started watching the the what I guess would be the third episode. I, I watched that one as well. Yeah, uh, it's no, well, it's not even just implied. I mean, it, there's there's some some kind of greater scheme going yeah. on that's intentionally straining these kids, like it's yeah. some kind of test I mean, or something. But I mean, basically, it's like a it's. I mean, I think the thing with Aster and the thing that makes me want to like it is that it is a like it is a survival story. It is like I mean that is it, that it that is what it is at its core. You know, I mean, it is space themed. But, like, that, I think, is actually a fairly compelling concept. I feel like we don't actually get a lot of anime in this theme, you know? Like, yeah. Like I tried to think of, like, any anime I've ever watched. Like, I've, I've read a couple manga that are like this, but I've never seen an anime about, like, being on a stranded island or, like, lost in the mountains or whatever. Like, right. so, there is some neat stuff Astra is doing. I think... The problem and the thing that we have all kind of like talked around here is that the character writing is fucking dog shit. Yeah, it's it's, it's bad. 
Um, all the characters are annoying. Um, the characters <laughs> suck. And ep- like they straight up fucking suck. No. Well, look. Let me, uh, yeah, no, episode three just doubles down on oh. it all, I think. I didn't even finish watching it, to be honest. Mm. But uh, I will oh, shout out the little girl with the hand puppet. I, didn't <laughs> I don't know. I actually, I, she's not the pretty, worst character. It is pretty like, amusing, though. Yeah, but it's like, it's, it's like the most fucking anime thing of like, oh, we're lost in space. Also, here's this little girl. It's like. Oh, she's just there. Like, she's it, not part of the kids that were originally lost. Well, she's like the little sister of like, oh. the, she's a little sister of one of isn't the girls like a part of, trip. Isn't like part like, of your test of your trip is, can you take care of this child at the same right, time? Right. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about, I'm talking specifically about her hand puppet though. Cause like, she's like this, she's like this sweet little, like polite little girl, but whenever she has to say something, she talks through the hand puppet. Who right, has no right, the part of the, right. The hand puppet talks a lot of shit. Right. Yes, right. I, I, I do get that. I guess it's more like, oh, I don't know, man. Just all the all the characters are like the fucking lamest shit imaginable. Like that little girl. Like so. Like the whole plot of like her thing is like, oh, she's actually adopted, and like that's why the older, like the bitchy older sister, like treats her like shit. Because, like, they explain that, like, oh, the older sister, like, is the daughter of, like, this famous surgeon who's always away from home. And, yeah. like, one day she just shows up, you know, like, you know, straight up just like, hey, you have a new little sister now. And it's just, like, it's, like, the it's like the most fucking, like, <laughs> ridiculous, like, it's, like, the most ridiculous attempt at, like, giving these characters, like, nuance and depth. That, uh, nuance and mm. depth it, it, that just, like, fails on every conceivable level. Like, it says a lot that, like somehow like even though i should normally like feel nothing for this kind of character i am like at this point like my favorite characters are like the stoic silent dude because he doesn't engage in the anime bullshit and then somehow yeah and then somehow (laughs) i don't mind the fucking hot-blooded meathead either because like sure he's a hot-blooded dumbass but like that already puts him far ahead of every other like shitty anime trope the rest of these characters embody yeah i know a lot of people are high high on this show and i i think that manga apparently won awards it won the same award golden kamui won I, i think it's just like i feel like people are just desperate for content that's not exactly the same old thing even though a lot of the characters here are the same old thing i guess the core concept of you know having this group of people trying to find you know trying to survive find you know food and water and stuff and it's not just like classroom comedy or whatever it's sure yeah Yeah. so it from that in that regard it's it's different it's relatively harmless like it's i guess a lot of people are have are and maybe there's just not a lot of other options but i guess a lot of people are are pretty high on it i, I think guess. i agree I, with i agree with everything you've said g though personally just i yeah i mean it's not it's, I, it's a good idea that's not coming together yeah. the way i put it is like i feel like even if you are in the mood for like middling to decent like inoffensive anime trash i feel like the season has like even it, within that, like, even within that, like, spectrum has so many better options. Yeah, so, maybe. Like, I'm not saying don't watch Astra, but I'm like, I am definitely confounded by this idea that that show is getting high praise. But, yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm not going to begrudge anybody that likes it. I just, I'm not seeing it, basically. Yeah. So. All right. 
let's move along and we're gonna jump into our shonen hour here with uh <laughs> starting with dr stone i have not watched this this so if one of you guys want to fill us in on what happened there <laughs> it sounded um, like it's pretty standard uh shonen did, stuff did anybody watch more than the first episode here uh i didn't I just watched episode nope. one. Um, <laughs> well, you can, sure. you can kind right, of so get the idea of it from episode one. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, like, you know, it starts off in like regular old modern day Japan, but then like a, a, a curse or a plague or something. I don't even know what the fuck if it's like magic yeah. or not. Like, spreads through the world and turns every human being into a stone. And some animals. Like, everything else organic is untouched. Well,. Yeah, I guess some. Yeah, there's well, the birds, some animals, but not, but not animals. animals. Yeah, yeah, that's right? the weird thing. But, yeah, it, it's it's, it's a shonen. Birds and people. <laughs> so like, look, I'm sure there is an explanation later on. Like, oh, birds and humans share the stone gene or some bullshit <laughs> like that. But um, and they are closer related. But yeah, yeah. So what? <laughs> Anyways, take a like, look into that. um, uh, like a billion fucking years later, um some humans start to break out of the stone and I guess like begin to rebuild society. And w one of them, like there's two so far. One of them is a fucking shonen meathead who like just shouts all the time. But like, Yay. he's like somehow not even a good shonen meathead. He's a, he's like a really shitty shonen meathead. And then on the other end of the spectrum, the other character is this insufferable anime genius you know, oh, you God. know the type I'm talking about, like just yes. the omnidisciplinary anime genius who is like, you know, has like fucking, but 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 is not actually a genius, and it's more just that the author has the benefit of using Wikipedia. <laughs> so like, yeah, that's very true. So like the character is like smart in the way that somebody who can look shit up on Wikipedia is smart, <laughs> and like it's up to them to rebuild society and figure out a way to cure the stone curse. And like you know, weirdly enough, despite what we just said about Astra. Like, same thing with Dr. Stone. Like, I think the premise is kind of neat. Like, it's it's another, like, survival story. Like, weird. Yeah, actually. We get two of those <laughs> in a season when normally we don't get any of those. But uh, I think the thing that, I, I don't know, maybe Marlon, you or uh, Iro can, like, uh, expound on this more. But, like, I just feel like it's not bad. But, like, I don't feel like it does anything particularly novel yeah the characters don't inspire too much confidence i mean they're fun yeah, i'm that's... sure that teenagers will love them but it's just because <laughs> you know there's you got your hot-blooded guy and you got your cool you know you got your red ogre and your blue ogre right and so i guess it seems like from the like next episode preview stuff it's like basically in every show about the stone age there's the guy that has slightly more advanced tech that builds like a kingdom around himself and it seems like they're going to run into that soon enough also one last thing the fucking like insufferable anime genius character like he's fashioned clothes for himself after like he woke up and his fucking shirt just has E equals MC2 written yeah. on it. Yeah. Oh my which god. Which is right. like the most basic bitch way of like communicating I'm intelligence. I'm the smart man. But if you, if you right, were a teenager like, and you thought you were real smart, you would probably put that on your shirt. No, no. I, feel like, I, feel like, I feel like even a genius, like, I feel like even an insufferable teen genius would like know better than to go with E equals MC2 for like. You wouldn't be like, wearing, you wouldn't be wearing a t-shirt. You'd be wearing right. like a 
button up uh <laughs> like, like, yeah. like that wouldn't be your genius catchphrase like i feel like at bare minimum i feel like at bare minimum for my insufferable teen genius like the bare the lowest bar of like canned like line you are allowed to like you know recite to show off your genius is like I don't know. I think therefore I am. That is like a bare, <laughs> like that is the that is the bare minimum you are allowed. Like anything lower than that, like fucking get out of here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, so that yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it's. I haven't checked, but I'm sure it's a tremendous hit, regardless. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's just not for the group of twenty somethings that we are. It might be for a younger demographic. Maybe we should uh, move along and talk about. Fire Force instead. Sure, yeah. Uh, so, again, I have not watched this one, but uh, you guys seemed higher on this than uh, Dr. Stone, at least. Well, it looks super fly. That's why yeah. it's like the greatest thing, like at least aesthetic-wise and animation-wise that we've seen all season. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um... So, so we should point out this is the show where it's they're firefighters, but they also have fire powers well, and fight they, fire monsters or something they, like they fight fire with fire yeah. literally i mean that is like the actual right. premise um that show looks cool as hell you know like i'm i'm mm-hmm. not going to go as far as say that fire force the show itself is good but it looks good um yeah my my fear with fire force is someone who read a you know Look, I read a few chapters of the manga. I'm told it gets better later, but I kind of fell off it hard. Is like my fear is that like I don't. I'm not sure if these characters have the substance to carry this show when the cool action isn't happening. You know, like like whenever the show is like on, yeah. it is on. Like it is some of the best looking like animation I've seen all year. Like it it definitely rival like it is up there with like Mob Psycho 100 in terms of like animation quality wow. but mm-hmm. but you know the thing I'd that agree. like mob psycho had going for it is also like really compelling characters you know like and an interesting story whereas i am not confident fire force has that kind of substance i mean is this the fastest turnaround of any shonen like is this the fastest uh uh, uh tournament arc uh turnaround <laughs> in any I, shonen i was history? just about I was just about uh, to say the same they, thing. It's like that is coming way sho- too soon. They, they introduced their Shonen Tournament arc in the second episode. Yeah, that's I think too that fast. is the fastest yeah. that has ever happened in a Shonen. Because, <laughs> like, I think it's not understanding how that works. Because, like, the idea of the tournament arc is that you're supposed to get all these characters together and they interplay off each other for a while. And so you get these, like, rivalries. And so right. the idea of the tournament arc is that you specifically set it up so that rivalries have to fight each other. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, like you have, yeah, it, it's so it makes no sense to introduce us to this one rival character that the main character has that just this dork that wields a laser sword, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then immediately go into the tournament where we are going to meet a bunch of people that we don't know and right. don't care about the the dynamics that they have with each other. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, again, uh, since we don't, you know. Uh, we, I mean, even I don't honestly know that much of the specific details. Like, you know, maybe they find a way to pull it off, but I feel like, yeah, like, I feel like tournament arcs exist because, like, you've already established your cast, and a tournament arc is, like, the greasiest, like, quickest way to just be like, and now I'm gonna smash them together. 
and like see <laughs> who wins. Yeah. But, uh, the only thing I could think of is like a Yu Yu Hakusho tournament arc where we get a bunch of really cool characters yeah, like, even that Yu Yu Hakusho, kind of get added like, into Yu Yu the Hakusho cast. Yu Yu Hakusho waited like fucking thirty goddamn episodes before its first like before the Genkai tournament, right? Like. Right. Well, I'm thinking of the Dark Tournament. Just that, like, the Dark Tournament was able to introduce new characters in the different yeah, demon teams. Yeah, but it already had, like, an established that... cast for us to work with, so, like... Right, exactly. So it is. it still has that problem. My big worry is also just that, like, they, they're going to add all these new people, and we're not going to care about them. So I'm hoping there's some kind of, like, Australian... Uh, what was it? Knife... Cut... Knife Edge Deathmatch. Knife, knife Edge yeah. Deathmatch, that's it. That kind of event that'll have us actually, like start rooting even for the villains <laughs> so <laughs> so we'll have to see what my happens. last question is why do they have a nun on their team it seems <laughs> to revolve around the religion there of, is like a like weirdly, in, in universe. i don't know like i feel like the religious bent to fire force is about as strong as the religious bent to evangelion like it's just there because it fucking looks cool because the guy can have a well, cross it, it as a hilt a sword it is a cool aesthetic to have like like their fire station, a, a chaplain, it, it's a chaplain with your super firefighters. Uh, I don't know. Right. It actually like, goes beyond still aesthetic. That they are like, I think like every time they have her say a prayer, and then they all pray together, yeah, but and like, then they they defeat the monster. And they there's this whole theology around I don't, the I don't fire. Know, my dude, it's I not like, like Evangelion where they're just taking all these themes and throwing it in. Like you can say that maybe they don't know what they're doing, but. There is clearly an in-world theology. Uh, and, uh, and I, think, I, think, I think you are overestimating your average shonen author. I really do. <laughs> that's a... But, like, that's not... Okay, I think you'd have to watch it. That's, to that's, that's a... Because... That's an odd direction to take, I guess. I don't know why they would need that, but... Okay. Um, I think it adds, yeah. like, it's... It makes it a little bit more interesting than if I mean, it was it not add there. Flavor for sure. I'm not denying that, but I mean, it adds flavor in the yeah. sense that, like, the fire station is also a cathedral. But like, huh, I, right. you know, again, how much I does that know. actually? I'm not saying aesthetics yeah. does not get come into like why it, it is the way that it that is because like it's not Christian. It's it's. I mean, it's... it uses a bunch of Christian <laughs> tropes. I'm just saying, like, that but level it, of it, set dressing slash aesthetics is, you know, like it so, ain't nothing. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not acting like. Then it's a regular fire station, I guess. Right. Is what I'm saying. No, no. I, I'm saying it does add an interesting bent to it. I'm just. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I have very low expectations of your average like shown an author's ability to actually like use those tropes beyond just set dressings. So right. My yeah. base assumption is it, just that it's... he's doing it because it's rule of cool. Yeah. Rather than like, my base assumption was that the religion is going to like be involved with the fire people, or like there's going to be something that we don't know about that's going to be revealed that like the religion is involved with. Just because I kind of have a cynical outlook on how people use religion in fiction, oh, for the like most they're going to be the real bad guys or something like that. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, like that. That. Like because like there's. Well, because you have the ending sequence where the sister is growing up and she's like in this weird orphanage for right, sisters. Right, yes, the very gratuitous <laughs> ED where all I can ever think about is just, uh, man, her butt is just right there in the middle of that, uh, that <laughs> ending credit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I'm just saying. Uh, so yeah, I guess we'll it ain't wait nothing. and see if that goes anywhere, but it, at least, uh, at least it yeah. looks nice, right? 
Yeah, they were they were working on it a very long time. So yeah, I, I, guess I we'll... you know I do hope that show actually makes a comeback. You know, I mean, uh, might as well bring it up. Uh, this week's episode was delayed because oh of the yes, that's right. Event, yeah, which uh, you know I, I I personally have my own thoughts about this idea of like. I don't know, thinking, you know, about, like, you know, not censoring, but, like, you know, holding back media just because of, like, recent events, but, you know... Like, nice boating. Yes, but I I will say that uh, I do hope that that show does come back uh, eventually, just because I think... uh, Yeah. I'm not even, like, that excited for the show, but, like, I do think that, like, there's, like, some real genuine technical artistry there, so... Yeah. I mean, I, as far as that goes, I mean, I think the episode was going to air like literally a day after the incident or something. So, yes, like, yeah, it was I, timed. Uh... Yeah, so like I, I could kind of understand in that. I think I think all of those you kind of got to evaluate the individual circumstances. It's hard to kind of make a blanket statement on yeah. it, but I, it, of course, it was probably appropriate does in that anyone, case. But um, does anyone remember how long after the tsunami the last episode of Monica aired? Um. It was a couple weeks. Yeah, it was. It was, yeah, a, it was a while. I think. Okay. Yeah. Because like, yeah, because they never. It's not like they kept it to the Blu-ray. They did it eventually. I mean, you know, I'm just saying, so. that, like, you know, we've definitely had like more extreme versions of this. Like, I mean, yeah. Look, I'm not saying this was like a tragedy. I mean, the event was a tragedy. I'm not saying this ad- losing this anime was a tragedy, but uh, right, right. I believe uh, Copelian was delayed like two years after yeah, uh, uh... after uh, Fukushima. Yeah, in terms um, of the Fukushima event, and because Copelian is literally about like high school girls, like you know, uh, like exploring in like a radiated like Chernobyl st- style like exclusion zone, and uh, right, yeah, I think they held that anime back for like two full years, which again, oh. not like anybody's really like sweating over losing Copelian, but like I think that is uh, a <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, I see what you mean. I just hope that is not what ends up being the case here. Right, right. Okay. So let's uh, let's move along and talk about Grand Belm, the uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the magical mecha show thing that you guys are saying is pretty good. It's uh, yeah. it's super dumb, but I'm enjoying it. Dumb is not the right word. It is it is just leaning wholeheartedly it's, into all of the tropes it uses. Like it's, there's, it's, there's no irony or anything yeah. in what's doing, but like it no, plays totally. It plays it so straight that. There seems like there's a wink and a nod, yeah. Uh, but is it I don't like know. is it like um is it like kind of like an homage type of thing where like I wouldn't even say that it's just I'm not sure I'd even go that far. Like, <laughs> I just laugh at how blatantly straightforward everything yes. is. I mean, um, whether that's intentional or not is perhaps but... up in the air. But it means I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is that, like, I don't know if Grand Belm is necessarily meant to be laughed at, and I don't think we're even laughing at it in, like, a mean way. But it's more like, Grand Belm is, like, so... Conven- it is conventional, it, it, and it is so tropey that, like... You know, but in a good way. In, like, a really good way, you know? It's it's, it's the thing of, like, we're predicting the lines of dialogue, you know, ten seconds before they say that exact line. Yes, um, yes, and... You know, it's it's. I think I think it's it's very enjoyable because I think I think even though it's very conventional, it's doing everything it's doing like a pretty damn well. You know, um, for those who aren't familiar with the show, um, Grand Belm is basically like 
I mean, what is it basically like Madoka cross G Gundam or something? Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not this quite is, as dark. Have, have they pulled any Madoka dark stuff? All right, all right, fine. Fate Stay Night cross G Gundam is probably the most like appropriate <laughs> comparison. Like it's basically like okay. basically they explain that like all the world's magic was sealed away in a mystical floating continent called the Magia Canatus, and that uh, every like decade or so on you know on every decade on the full moon. Uh, seven girls from seven different mage lineages compete in a mecha battle royale. Battle royale to a uh, called to the unlock, Grand Belm. Yes, called the Grand Belm to unlock the world's magic for themselves. And, and this battle like, is on every full moon in another dimension where they get yes, into robots. Right. They and yes, their <laughs> battle royals fought, fought with giant robots um, called Arminoxes, and. Uh, it's you know look it's it's just a it's a solid it's actually a genuinely solid mecha anime like maybe actually <laughs> go maybe ahead actually I, go ahead G say it <laughs> maybe actually one of the best mecha anime I've seen in a little while like like the, uh, I just like, can't get behind the SD designs I I'm I'm coming around on them I think it's actually working for what they're doing like it's yeah. a lot of good hand drawn fights lots of hot blooded screaming like. Like these these girls are getting fucking pumped and they're getting fucking <laughs> angry about this this battle royale and I love it. Mm-hmm. Like there's this one girl who is just like f- using utilizing the the complete and fullness of her bitch power and I fucking <laughs> love it. Like she is just like ripping motherfuckers up the way she fights. And doing any Ojo Sama laughs? No, no. She's, she's like, like the, totally the type who would, but instead she just screams at people. She's too. <laughs> she, no, no. Uh, she, she's okay. the type who would if she was in a better mood, but she is too fucking pissed. <laughs> she doesn't have time uh, for like paltry laughs. She is here to fucking like shoot her big fuck off fire gun over yeah, and over. Here, she is here to kick ass and like chew bubble gum, and she ran out of bubble gum like 15 years ago. Like. <laughs> It's it does all those good ass things you want from a mecha anime, and it does it really well. Just like big, like flashy beam attacks, and like you know, like powerful like swords slashing through mooks and shit. Like it's 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 really it's just surprisingly well done. And like the thing I actually want to point out because it's like such a weird thing, but like the sound design of this <laughs> show is like weirdly really good, like. I'm not even sure how to describe the sound effects that happen during the mech fights, but it's like, it's got like this weird distorted quality to it. That's like, get all your good metal, scrape it on metal. And yeah, yeah. Like it's almost like lasers and stuff. Totally. Uh, totally. Like there's these big bassy like booms and like when they're fighting, it's like, like, I mean this in a good way. Like it sounds bad, but I'm, but it sounds like mecha sized nails on a mecha sized chalkboard. But like it works. Like there's like a there's like a screechy nature to like the way they fight that like works super well. Like it g- gives it a weird physicality to like what are otherwise like as you know Marlon said very like cutesy looking robots. And the yeah the plot stuff itself is uh, I mean, really like whatever. boilerplate. Um, yeah, it's yeah <laughs> it's fine. How this shit works. Yeah, it's fine. I, 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 the character stuff is fine. I mean, it's not amazing, but like, the characters fall into these very like convenient, recognizable tropes that like, 
mm-hmm. you know, help you sort things out. Like, yes, like you have the angry Ojo Sama with a huge chip on her shoulder against like the estranged, like, again, like this is literally some fate shit, right? Like with a grudge against like an estranged member, like f- member of like the wider mage family she's a part of. Right. Like, you know, there's the girl who's like, entered the Grand Bell because, like, her older sister, who was probably meant to be the original representative of her mage family, like, fell ill. I have to save my Onesama. Right, you have, like, the triplets where, like, two of them are, like, in the real world while the main one enters the combat arena, and the two are, like, fucking, like... Running the numbers on their computer. Right, running, like, running simulations of this, like, fucking magic robot battle royale on their fucking laptops. They're like, we've done the math, you have a 0.5% chance of winning (laughs) unless, like, you do this strategy, and, like... There's just a sensibility to it, like right, like like yeah. like that, and like one of the one of the characters that show like because uh, they pilot the mechs with like threads, right? Like these like mystical threads. Right. That so like main character, like puppet jutsu's her robot with the threads, right. or like crazy, crazy rich lady controls them with a stick. Huh. Atta- like the strings are attached to her stick that she spins as if it's a weapon. Oh. Yeah, and then, like another girl shows up and she's playing the strings like a sitar. <laughs> it's so good. Really? Like she's laid out the strings like horizontally and she's playing them. And it's like, Oh, it's like, it's like, it's so it's like that. And like the names of the robots are so good. Like, like <laughs> also, I've down... they're all in caps. in the subs. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. They're all caps in the subs, which I don't even know if that's just, intentional or not. It's just funny. Like, it adds like a, a sensibility to it that I love. Like the robots, like, you have like Aconite Grease and Jiquan Long and uh, my favorite so far, Setsugets Baika. <laughs> Whatever which is that like, means. I don't even know what that means. That's just nonsense <laughs> words, but it's in all caps and I love it. Uh, so it sounds like it's more mecha enemy than Magical Girl. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'd say like it's not very Magic Girl at all. Like it's just not got the Magic some, Girl like, like. Magic Girl aesthetics, right? Yeah. Like, a little bit of the set dressing, but like the girls. I guess they do transform. They do transform their cost, their outfits when they pilot the giant robots, but there's no sequence for it. And like, all right. Yeah. It definitely feels more like a, it's definitely more on the mecha side of things, which is a uh, surprised. I mean, surprised and delighted me. So interesting. All right. Well, um, hopefully that can keep up the level of quality. It sounds like at least it's entertaining to watch if maybe not the, yeah. the deepest thing out there. But uh, oh, you know, mm. I, I think I missed. I think I missed the the, the proper transition to the, to the next show here. But speaking, no, of, no worries. Speaking well, of, speaking of, of fate, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, speaking of really competent anime <laughs> trash. Well, there's that. Yeah, too. let's see here. What do we got? Um, Gonna read this whole name gel. Yes. So let's talk about Lord Elmaloy the Second's case files. Bracket rail Zeppelin. Bra- that's not, aren't, aren't brackets are they that's uh i don't know oh fucking no curly brace <laughs> curly brace grace note uh which is uh aka the waiver anime right uh, uh-huh so uh uh-huh. how's that been going i wrote it i resident. it i wrote it i resident. i Iroh is a resident fate expert. If you want to go first, uh, what's yeah? I yeah. mean, please, it's please kind of me, just Iroh. like, hey, this guy was the fan favorite from Fate Zero, right? <laughs> uh, let's just put him in dumbass adventures and let's just not just dumbass adventures, but dumbass magical professor, right? Right. Adventures. So like, 
his whole character gimmick is kind of he's a teacher at the at mage college and um even though he's like the worst mage he's like a really subpar magus but uh he has the he has this mage superpowers of basic human decency and common sense <laughs> also also he knows how to use the internet yeah, yeah and, and basic basic tech tech uh, aptitude um and uh, so with these superpowers he solves crimes that regular mages just can't figure out they don't get it it's so good and yeah and it's so good like some uh yeah like some mages still believe the the sun goes around the earth or something like that in one it's episode like they're 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 mage traditions because they've been passed down for hundreds of years believe in geocentrism <laughs> right it's just like so he's it's, like it's Oh, yeah. it's just so good. It's like, just like waver going from like fucking like one murder mystery to the next. Like as Eero said, basically solving them with like a combination of basic human decency, common sense, and like like baseline tech aptitude, and like yeah, right. I mean, it's 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 really good. Like waver, because I mean, here's like adult waver is like a very like fun character. Like he's very <laughs> surly. He's very like like. You can tell that like the years have hardened him since the Grail War, but also like how like But on the inside he's still kind of a dumb little nerd. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> like he is still the fucking dweeb he was in Fate Zero, but like he just has you know he's still that dweeb, but now he has tenure. So like <laughs> he can he can yeah. he can and you know what they say Waver is weak, but also Waver one palled that dude's head and picked him up. <laughs> one arm. Like unless like you're telling me Waver like managed to like physically enhance himself with his with his mage sure, circuits. He probably could do that's, that. Yeah. That's strong, man. I don't think I could do that. I, I could not lift a dude up with one hand. Like <laughs> right, even so, if he was like a little smaller than me. So like, <laughs> but yeah, like the type of dumb stuff in the show is like the third episode. People have gone missing in this area, oh, and they uh, stumble across this mage's secret workshop of. Well, you don't. Like, you didn't even. Well, you didn't even start off with where how that mystery started. Right, okay, right. so first, <laughs> that is pretty great too. Uh, all right, Waver's mad because his favorite tea house is clo- is closed, and how is he supposed to get his work done if he can't just go to his favorite coffee shop? <laughs> uh true millennial. A, a truly, <laughs> so a he's like, college he's like, I need to get to the bottom of this. Um, and go down into the sewers and stumble across this mage's secret workshop where he's studying the power of Zeus or some shit. Um, Summoning giant electric rabbits. Right. (laughs) Uh, But like, the the twist of this episode is the dude's like, how did you find my secret workshop? It's been hidden for, you know, decades. And Waver just pulls out like printouts of the internet is like, well, here's the local electricity consumption. Here's the newspaper articles about how your human sacrifices have gone missing in this specific area. Are you a fucking moron? It's the 21st <laughs> right. century. Like, right. It's so good. Like, like because this episode and the second episode kind of have like the Professor Layton like or Sherlock Holmes like like the music. Allow me to playing. explain how I solved right. this mystery. Exactly. Right. And where I was like I looked mm. up public records. Right, right. Like it's literally like yeah. he's like so so to explain, right, like 
Waver doesn't just, like, show up at this, like, evil wizard's, like, house. Like, this evil wizard is, like, in a sewer, and he's being, like, you know, confronted by some of Waver's students who have, like, decided to, like, help Waver, like, track down the killer. And, like, Waver, like, crash literally crashes in through the ceiling. And <laughs> he's, like, looking around him, and he's like, hmm... I've solved the mystery. You're a murderer, and I can prove it with your electric bill. And it's just like <laughs> you didn't even solve the murderer. You didn't even solve the murder. You just like looked around. You're like, mm, that's a skeleton, and that's a giant rabbit. I see what's happened here. Like you, you remember like, in the the episode before that, in the yeah the geocentrism house where that one guy dies, and they never really address yeah. how he died or like they they just assume that the, the ghost <laughs> they just assumed that the ghost dad killed him but they never really proved that he actually did <laughs> go, 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 ghost yeah. whatever that's the only answer you need has, has there uh it, has there been any like fun and or obscure references to the uh of course there has oh, yeah. what are you According talking about Euro, there have been plenty uh, uh look what do you want me to get specific you fucking please if you yes, want to throw out an example or two family, family in the second episode they say they're the animosphere family and one of the main like main side characters in fgo is from the animosphere family uh the in episode three one of the dudes one of his students is a, a guy who was a character in fate apocrypha which is which, but Fate Apocrypha takes place in a, you know an alternate timeline, and so this guy didn't join up with the Nazis in this timeline. <laughs> oh, that's, that's good. Uh, <laughs> um, also, wasn't wait, there that, last, that like, drill got... girl that has a fight with Rin all the time? Right, Luffy is in the show. But Luvia. that's the thing. The sad fact of the matter is Luffy is not even that deep of a cut anymore. Uh, that's true. It's true, fame, right? Like, yeah, she's, but like you know. Everybody likes She's alright, yeah. I, I hope she wrestles somebody again. Yeah. Oh yeah, they uh, did make a reference to her knowing about wrestling moves. <laughs> she was into pro wrestling. Yeah. What do you want? Uh, 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 one last shout-out. One last shout-out to uh, Al Moloy II's fucking god-tier opening sequence. <laughs> which is a... It's, it is a god, don't argue with me, it is a god-tier OP sequence, which it is just a, it is a Yuki Kaijura instrumental piece with no lyrics, and the visuals are basically just a magical James Bond opening. It's like some fucking Casino Royale shit, except it's like Waver and Servants, like, doing right. the, like, that's just because like, a bunch of fucking Waver, and then, right. like, his anime, like, sidekick girl, who looks like Saber, like, what? <laughs> Do, do, what? Doing a James Bond opening, basically. Yeah. Not every yeah, girl looks like Saber. She's not like Saber. She has the hair bond and the Nahoke and everything. Right, right. Really? I that, guess that I haven't been looked. She has her hood on all the time. She's literally a Saber face. That was like the twist of the second episode. <laughs> like, literally, around the second episode, I was like, man, I'm glad this show didn't, like, fucking shoehorn in another Saber clone. Oh, by the way. She takes off her fucking hood, and she's got the same bun. Oh, I guess I just wasn't paying attention. All right, well, uh. And, like, According, according to Eero, according to Eero, the, because this show is fucking amazing and also stupid, <laughs> the reason she wears the hood is because Waver can't bear to look at Saber's face because it, it brings him bad memories of the real war. Oh. oh, no. So that's why she wears the hood. <sighs> okay. Because hoods probably totally hide people's faces, like... 
in anime they do. Oh, yeah. Whatever, man. Anyway, um, that show's great. I, 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 um, I am enjoying it. Just fucking, just fuck me up. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll eat that shit all up, man. <laughs> You know, but the eponymous rail Zeppelin has not yet shown up, so... Mm. Oh, that's when they're going to start doing magical auctions on the train yes. somewhere. I, I, yeah, something like that. I want to yeah, see I, that. I, yes, I imagine these episodes so far are just kind of filler to, like, introduce us to, like, right, the casting yeah. setting. But that's kind of a shame, because I would watch a whole fucking season of just Surly Waver solving, like, murder mysteries and complaining I about it, out. it the whole time. I figured it out. <laughs> I found you on the Google. <laughs> I did. I did appreciate the one time they did that. In, All right, uh, in the new Sherlock, that was pretty good. Okay, yeah. So let's go. <laughs> oh yeah, did they like do something like that? Anyways, we should probably. Move yeah. On. So let's let's move on to the portion of the show where four adult men talk about a show with teenage. I mean, girls at least one part of that uh, sexuality. Is, um, there's one guy at least. This will go well. As a, as, you know, a supporting character. And boy, you feel for that guy the entire three. <laughs> yeah, this is not about him though so much. Uh, no, so, though we'll we'll get it. We'll we'll, we'll get it. We'll get we'll into get that in, character. Yeah, we'll get into that. So the show, of course, is uh, "Oh Maidens in Your Savage mm-hmm. Season," which I did not mention last time. Is a fantastic title, um, and this is the uh, the Mario Kata written manga adaptation about the uh, four girls in the literature club. Uh, want, wanting to learn more about sex uh, and like kind of exploring the pressures of, uh, you know, as, you know, young women get older, the pressures that society puts yeah. on them with, with sex <laughs> also, and all that. But yes. Yeah. Should note, these girls mm-hmm. are also very bad about at learning about <laughs> yes. sex. Yes. So. It's it's extremely uh, it's extreme. There's a lot of extremely awkward and uncomfortable uh, situations and dialogue that happen for mostly hilarious uh, effect. Yeah, but... I go ahead, G. I was just I, I was just gonna say, watching this first episode, I, I haven't watched any more than that because, well, I'll get into this. I guess watching that first episode really did remind me, like how how good some of the humor is uh, early on in. Uh, oh, maidens of your savage! Uh, I'm gonna just call it maidens. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess I guess it's it, it kind of reminded me like how good a lot of that like early like comedy and like a lot of that awkward comedy was. Um, yeah, which I think kind of makes it a shame because like you know I'm not gonna spoil any specifics, but I will say that like if the anime is following the manga, like after like two or three episodes. Uh, as somebody who's read the manga, I can tell you it takes a very, uh, a Mario very Okada deep, turn, <laughs> very deep Mario Okada melodrama turn, like mm. lots of misunderstandings, lots oh. of lots like multiple instances of girls walking in on like a guy and a girl talking, and like the line they say at just that moment leads to like a gigantic misunderstanding that lasts for like half a yeah. moment. Yeah. And we have already oh. Yeah, so I have I have watched there's three episodes out right now. I have watched them all. Okay. And you yeah. can already kind of see so there's a couple of things like that pop up but they kind of uh most of them get resolved pretty quickly, but I you can see I could see that happening. Um but uh but yeah, I think you know the 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 criticism that always gets leveled on Mario Kart is like the sort of you know the melodramatic you know 
almost unrealistic type of uh, turn that a lot of her stories always take. And that, that is fair. I think one of the things, cause I was, I was thinking about though in her works and I see a lot of here, it's like while the, the characters and the dialogue and the plot stuff might be like exaggerated, it still feels like it's rooted in like real life experience, like in reality somewhere. Um, you know, like I think one scene that really stood out to me in I think it was episode two, where the one of the girls, the um, I haven't learned their names yet, the blonde one. I think is is it Nina? Yes, I think maybe. Uh, no, I don't. I can't remember. Yeah, I, I hate to admit I have. Also yeah, forgotten. I, I haven't. I haven't learned the names yet, unfortunately. But um, she's she's she was having a conversation talking about, you know, how. You know, she's had had men looking at her ever since she was a child in a sexual way and like that that type of pressure. Um, and like with the main girl causes, she's always talking about like, I don't want to have to do this, but she like has no choice but to like address, you know, you know, how sex is going to fit into her life. Like it's just like it's just a reality of, you know, the, the type of pressure that, you know, society puts on 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 young women. And so, like, I feel like the like that kind of stuff does come through as something like coming from like a real place. It just gets very um, exaggerated <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I, taken to a, like a, a more um, theatrical type of level than what like yes, normal human think... beings would like say, really, actually say and do in real life. Right. But um, but yeah, go ahead, G. And I kind of agree, and I think that, you know, being larger than life, it can often be good fiction. I guess it's just like, and again, like, maybe I'm just being unfair because I'm talking about events that haven't even technically, like, occurred in the anime yet, but, like, I guess it's just like, look, I, I get it, right? They're teens, right? Like, they are going to be awkward and weird around each other. Like, I think we've already seen in the past couple of years, we were starting to get more, like, adult romance-oriented like shows where, like, the adults actually act like adults and, like, talk things through. So, like, in many ways, like, this is being, like, intentionally, like, melodramatic, but also that doesn't make it, like, any less appealing, I guess, or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Or any more appealing, I right. guess. Like, even if I know that it's their intention, it doesn't, it's, I'm still not gonna, like, really have the patience for it. Yeah. Um, which is a shame because, like, you know, look, maybe I'm just gonna be that guy, but I think we all gotta shout out, I think, that the end of episode one is, like, maybe one of the funniest, like... <laughs> Two to four minute sequences in anime I have seen in a while. Shout out to the Blue Hearts. Like, yes, shout out to the Blue Hearts. Like that is a scene that like I chuckled at in the manga, but fucking lost it in the anime. They really they were, took that scene above. They and really went for it. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Big I Big just, Wang's Chinese restaurant is I think where <laughs> I lost it. Yeah, just, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Like and, 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 and like I think that's the thing that I kind of wish. Like, look, I'm not saying that like I want you know maidens to be a. Uh, a sex comedy right i'm not like saying oh that's what it should be but i do think that like moments like that i think reflect both like i think scenes like that do a good job of reflecting both like teen awkwardness and like manage to be pretty entertaining in the process right whereas like i think that uh later on it kind of just leans fully into like the teen awkwardness um anyways you know look i don't I i've been thinking about this ever since i read the manga but now that y'all have watched the anime i can finally bring this up I don't mean I don't mean to judge. Look, 
I don't mean to judge, and I'm not asking anybody to reveal anything uh, uh, vulnerable or embarrassing, but who the fuck jacks off like that? <laughs> no, no, nobody, right? The, the, I, I thought fuck, the same who, thing. <laughs> who, who the fuck? What the fuck is he doing? Like, I get it. He's a he's young. Maybe he's like still learning how to do it right. But what the? I'm not. It's I'm not saying I perform as a kid. It's but... dangerous. Yeah, also, like, man, you yeah. fall over, man. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. look, I, I am just saying. Look, I'm not asking for the details, but to all the listeners out there, if any of you out there beat your meat with your feet above the seat, <laughs> fucking write in. Oh, please, I need to please know, don't. Please like, don't write. <laughs> what is what is what is what is the mechanical advantage? Like, is there a mechanical advantage? Is there like a is there is there like a is there like a, is there, is there, is there an efficiency thing? Or yeah, is, is is it a leverage thing? Like, are you using like ropes and pulleys here? I I, I I am confounded. I I admit I'm not the most flexible guy anymore. But like, out of sheer curiosity, I try to put myself in that position just to be like, well, what's the, what would this all be? Right, all right, like, all right, all right. This awful. I'm about, to, I'm about to hit the mute button on the mic here. Um... <laughs> Please go into details. I'm just please curious. don't. I need... Please don't write in. To the... I, have, I have I have questions. Um, please, I it, need them answered. This is what your local newspaper is for, G. Like your Ask Abby <laughs> yeah. or whatever that is called. Yeah, I Look, doesn't work. I'm just saying. More from Blue Hearts are playing. Yes, there, there's no there's no better soundtrack for the springtime of your youth than the Blue Hearts. Then the Blue um, Hearts, yes. Shout outs to uh, Rolling Girls. Yeah, shout out to Rolling Girls, the show that never was. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> after right. its first episode. I guess the the final thing I'll say on this show, just from my perspective, it's it's weird for me as a middle aged man to watch this because I think it is. I think it's great that they're so uh, brutally honest in exploring this topic. I just I. Just for me personally, I feel like I am, and well, I don't feel I am an outsider looking in, and I think it's good that you know some of these feelings and that type of pressure I was talking about earlier is like made aware to everybody because they may, you know, if you're a guy, you might not feel this, you might not have felt the same way about it. It's it's good to see you know how you know people feel, but I it it does feel a little weird as a middle aged man watching it, like I'm like I'm some kind of like creepy voyeur or something <laughs> but i don't know but, I, but uh <laughs> i i do i do get where you're coming yeah, from Jill. Yeah. i think i mean on some level i think right that's a thing like we we're talking about this show and on some on some level this show might not just be for us right or it's not intended right and that's fine like i and I, like i said right. I think it's that's great yeah. that there's a that we're seeing because we don't we very rarely if ever see that perspective in anime let alone like media in general right so like i i'm glad that it's there yeah. it's, it's 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 weird for me. I feel I feel weird being like a you know active participant in watching this. I guess, but maybe that's just me. I don't know. But it, it, I think it, I think it's I think it's a good show, and um, I I very much appreciate what they're doing with it. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's uh, move along to. Uh, you guys may have been surprised to see this on the list. Yeah, I had to I had to Google this one to remember what this is. This is the was. YouTuber one. Yes, let's talk about the ones within. This is the one. This is the one uh, with the uh, the YouTuber let's play gamers is getting thrown new... into a survival game. 
Is this your new, like, just anime guilty pleasure, like, anime trash? Like, is this your new Kakagurui, <laughs> where it's just, like, so trashy, you know, but, like, so audacious you know, in its trashiness uh, that, like, you can't stop watching? I think Kakagurui is probably the closest correlation I would draw to why I'm still watching it. Although, <laughs> although in this case, it's not really so much trashy as, um, and I, I don't even know if it, I don't even know how much I'm enjoying it. It's just so weird. And, huh. unex- and and unexpected that I just I almost just want to see what's going to happen like what kind of ridiculous thing are they, they going to do like next but it but it's not like campy and trashy like Kakaguri where there's that's also part of the fun this is just like what where did this come from like so so just for a little extra information it's there's these YouTube let's players they get stuck they get kidnapped in the beginning and stuck in this like weird like mansion like city whatever that's like there's some kind of like i don't know if it's like supernatural or whatever but there's just like weird stuff happening going on and they're instructed to play these like really dangerous games to earn viewer to to earn views and then they have to reach 100 million views to escape right so that's like the premise and so like each of the each of the people that they bring in all like have like specialty different genres of video games that they're specialists in or whatever which doesn't really come into play too much but that's kind of the you know the the spin they're trying to put on it and yeah just weird stuff happens like episode one one of the challenges they have to make friends with a ghost girl who like almost sets the main character on fire and it's like turns into this Uh like dramatic like that's the other thing the tone is like bizarre because it's like this mix of like it's trying to be like this like heartwarming sort of comedy type of thing where the character like the main character is like um almost obnoxiously nice like he wants <laughs> to be friends with everybody and everything oh. and um and he's very nice and kind and like that's kind of like the theme they're going for like this like heartwarming comedy and there's a lot of silly stuff but it's also still a survival horror type thing <laughs> so it's a very weird uh i mean mix yeah. uh and so like so like the first one the first episode he has to like make friends with like this ghost girl who will set him on fire and they like play like a little horror angle but they eventually gets through to her which was weird he meets a giant panda the bad guy like walks around in an alpaca mask um <laughs> okay. okay so like uh episode two they have to they're given a giant egg and given instructions on how to hatch the egg in a way that it will create a pretty girl whom they have to uh, what bring to this fake school and have the school idol fall in love with her. <laughs> but uh, they uh, mess up. They mess up the instructions, and the girl turns out to be this uh, panda bear in a school uniform with an afro. Um, I don't. Who's very polite. Okay, this is uh, not but, what I uh, thought it would be at all. Yeah, it's, it's the, no, this, this is the kind of this is the kind of weird stuff. So, so they have to like bring her to the to school, and it turns out the idol is like this jerk who's a who's one of the teachers, and then I don't even know what happens after that. And then the third the third episode <laughs> was like they they, they as punishment because one of the one of the students like tried to like basically kill the alpaca alpaca guy to escape. So like as punishment, they have to play an extremely dangerous game where these man eating plants disguise themselves as like, they can like shape shift and turn into other people. And uh, so like one of the girls is really into poison. So she makes like these uh, syringes and they have to like figure out if they're the real people and stab them with the syringe. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, all the characters are really weird. Like one of the girls just randomly carries around flashbang grenades all the time. I don't know, man. It's he, it's he's bizarre. Still going. He's still yeah, talking. like I I could he's still keep talking about this show. I could keep <laughs> going. I just want I just want everybody to understand that I... that this show is so weird that like I just I can't look I can't look away. Hmm. I don't know if I'm enjoying it. I don't think it's good per se, but. Um, and then on top of that, I th- we've mentioned before, this is directed by Shinonuma, and he's kind of back to actually directing and putting his weird art style on everything. So it also has I, sort of like this visually abstract element to it as well. And it's just interesting. It's just interesting to watch. I, I This show is what you just described in the last like. Three minutes is so different from what I had expected. Man, I can't exactly. believe I didn't realize Ikaro was directing another show. <laughs> exactly. Um, like, well, unlike, I, what? Unlike Ikuhara, it's not like really abstract in the sense of like you don't like. It's still it's explicitly no. telling you what's going on. It's just what's going on is very very weird. Yeah, it almost sounds like weird for weird's sake. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 weird without a sense of like. Like, like there is no method to its madness, or, or at least that's the vibe I get. Like, at least when you were telling us about Kakagurui, I was like, "What kind of dumbass, vaguely gambling themed like game will they play next?" And like, at least they intended to have some kind of like bizarre thematic through line to them. This is just like, I. Well, yeah, yeah. There, there is a. They do touch a little bit into the game stuff. So, like for example, the uh, when when they had to to hatch the, egg, the girl from the egg hatch the girl egg you just say it hatch the girl egg so the so they got to pick who's going to be on the team to handle this this uh this game so they brought in uh the the girl with the flashbang grenades as a dating sim slash uh you know raising game specialist so what? so they brought her in as the like the coach to run the operation um and so like that's kind of like it, it like there, there are. There's kind of logical steps to how they get there, so I, I don't feel like I'm like confused watching it or anything. It's just like it's so weird, and it's and like you said, huh. it's it's not at all what I was expecting out of the show. I thought this was going to be like torture porn, um, you know, like like a lot of those horror shows have been popping up over the past couple of years, um, and it's not that at all so far. But uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so I, I'll, yeah. I'll keep you guys posted on what bizarre things continue to happen in that show over the next couple of episodes if it, if it uh, doesn't totally go downhill uh, I, please do uh, just like Kakagurui this is not a show I plan on ever watching but your description of it certainly sounds like uh, certainly something uh, something I, did I, see, I, 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 I frankly don't even know how to react I, so I did under- see um when anime news networks do their like their like season polls of like their you know how they do that regularly throughout the season of what the fans think are the best shows. This was like in the, like the bottom five or something. So <laughs> I mean, I might I be, don't know. I've also, I might be crazy here, or those polls I, are just not accurate. But, I don't uh, know. I don't know. That sounds accurate to like your, what you just described. I would never call what you just described <laughs> good, but like it sounds interesting. Yes. So. um it is at the very least interesting. I mean, whatever. Mainstream audiences are shitting on Grand <laughs> Bell 2, and they just don't fucking get it. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. I've uh, rambled on about that long enough. So I guess, <laughs> gee, I think you're going to end up rambling on this next one. But uh, yeah, let's... back to my turn. 
let's let's talk about the Vinland saga. All three episodes that were released, and there hasn't been any since, right? So uh, yes, <laughs> which ironically about adds up, you know, considering like I guess we're, we would be, we would have about three right. at this point, right? Yes, today would have been the third episode. So uh, yeah, uh, Vinland Saga has been uh, pretty good so far. Um, they've been doing a pretty solid job of adapting the manga. I uh, I have my reservations about how they've ordered the plot compared to the manga, like they've kind of like switched some like some arcs around. But uh, in in a weird way, I think maybe it actually works for what they're trying to do. But uh, but yeah, overall, so far, a pretty solid adaptation. I think they've done a good job of like kind of evoking like a lot of the things that Vinland Saga does really well, which is like kind of a a pretty a fairly grounded you know fairly accurate kind of take on like you know viking society and politics and uh, kind of just like the kind of social norms of the time and uh you know kind of kind of kind of doing a good job of kind of getting into like how much like how inherently violent the world is during this time period and like how difficult how how much of a struggle it would actually take to kind of escape that violence you know how, like you know like there are you know like you know, I'm definitely going to, like, address, like, you know, some of the, like, you know, some of the, like, anime edgelord fools that are like, oh, how come this anime isn't, like, more violent? How come there's no not more, vi- you know, fighting? Or how come, like, this one Viking character is a pacifist and not a rapey marauder? And my answer to that is, uh, firstly, fuck you, Vinland Saga is not about mm-hmm. that. <laughs> and second... Uh, that character in question is explicitly framed and juxtaposed amongst his like fellow Vikings as like an outsider and a and a weirdo by the standards of his time. So like, right. it, it works. The right. contrast works because like he is a character who is struggling. Like, think about like you know, ha- think about like being a pacifist in 2019 versus like you know being a you know a pacifist in fucking 1002 AD and like how truly like difficult and not even difficult but like unthought of like or like outside a monastery yeah. or something that, like that, that philosophy would be yeah and like and, and and it's not even i'm not even trying to say like pacifism was like unheard of in that time period but i think it kind of ties more to this idea like vinland saga is like it is a story inherently about human suffering and like humanity's efforts to like either like basically i, I kind of wrote about this in in the post is that like is that this and planets uh, kind of both written by the same author are stories that are kind of like deeply interested in like the human condition, like in kind of different ways, you know, whereas like planets, like planets main deal is kind of like space travel is awe inspiring, but space travel is also being like abused by capitalism to like exploit, like, you know, the underclass it like technology like as far as far as technology advances it's still being used as a tool of oppression right but also on some level that technology is still worth striving for or 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 the the accomplishments of technology like even in its inherently compromised state is still something worth admiring and striving for whereas like vinland saga is kind of like kind of looking backwards and being like this is a time in which like mankind is inherently violent like the things that we think of as like the the norms, like you know, like universal morality, don't exist in this time period. And like, how do various people like, how do people react to that? Right? Like, do people do people do people try to mitigate it? Do people try to like 
work within that framework? Do people just go with the flow and do they like let themselves like embrace their like baser instincts or do they try to fight back against it? And like, what are the consequences of trying that in, in such a time period, but also like, is that struggle still worth it? And long story short, I think that the Vinland saga anime is doing a pretty good job of, uh, of kind of nailing those themes. Um, I do fear that it's going to be a bit of a, a a mood whiplash because, like, the first, like, 50 chapters of Vinland Saga are kind of more that, like, as I said in the last podcast, kind of do lean more, like, straightforward, like, more more unironically into that, like, just straight up, like, sane and gory right. violence. Right, so that was, that was going to be my question, is that, like, all the stuff you're describing sounds like it's way further <laughs> along in the story and that... The Vinland Saga anime is going to be 12 episodes of Viking murder. This guy's got a chain. This dude's got a big axe and cut five dudes at once. Yeah. (laughs) It does still have a guy going through four dudes in a mask. And I'm like, I get where you're coming from, but also, is the anime ever going to hit that point? I, I, I... I... I, is this I'm anime sure. just going to like? Am I gonna enjoy watching this anime, or should I just go read the manga? I mean, if you want my real answer, is everybody should be reading both <laughs> Planets and Vinland Saga. But, uh, but yes, I mean, if if your question is basically like, if the what sounds most appealing about Vinland Saga are the things I just described, then I think the anime will eventually the anime will touch on some of those themes because those themes do exist in the framework of the viking violence parts right but they are more understated they are kind of a to put it a different way those points kind of simmer in the background like characters speak to it and then they're like roughly pushed aside characters say things like you know there has to be a better way like there must be a different way than the life we lead and, you know, they're, like, brusquely told, like, don't think like that. But those thoughts continue to simmer in the background, and they eventually come to a head in, like, a very, like, cathartic moment later in the manga that, as you said, Iro, the anime might not even reach. Yeah, that's... Uh... So the anime itself might end up just being the unironic, like, I mean, not even unironic, because here's the thing. I'm not gonna, you know... Just like in, for for example, Evangelion, where the cool robot fights are still cool robot fights. I'm not going to say that, like, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Makoto Yukimura's, like, Viking violence is ironic in Vinland Saga. No, I think he actually also just straight up (laughs) likes Viking violence because he would not portray it in such a, like, lovingly detailed way if he was not also very enthusiastic about it. But, like, they are the kind of two disparate faces of Vinland Saga's identity. And, like, your ability to, like, kind of compartmentalize and accept both of them may be the key to, like, your ability to enjoy the show. So, so Iroh, from what you're saying, it sounds like if somebody had no context from the manga that it looks like it's just going to be Vikings murdering each other. Uh, Like... It kind of seems that way just from watching the first three If, if If you had no other context other than watching the like the first three episodes or whatever is right yeah so i mean i would hope that because g like you were asking if 
if the stuff you were talking about sounds more interesting, yes, that's the stuff that sounds more interesting to me. I'm not like a big fan of just gratuitous violence, but uh, oh, but what if it's really good gratuitous uh, violence? Yeah, but uh, so so like, I guess that is the fear, right? Like, it, is there is there is there an extra layer of you know of, of death depth, or is there a message there that's going to get missed? Because the the adaptation is not going to get to it, or people are just going to be focused on the oh, you know, it's like the wow cool robot, you know, but you know, wow cool axe murder instead, right? Like, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I think I think you guys both bring up good points, and I mean, I, I will I will be honest, even amongst the fan base, the turn that Vinland Saga makes is a little contentious, a little controversial, because there are definitely fans of Vinland Saga that just enjoy the Viking violence, whereas. Now, I'm not going to act like I'm a fucking, you know, big-brained, galaxy-brained genius here, but I think that a lot of fans would also argue that, like, what Vinland Saga eventually becomes was always there. Like, it was always there. I mean, it was always in the background, but it was never, like... But it was always there in some form. I mean, to, to go back to what I was saying before, I think the reason they're starting off with, like, the prologue with, like, uh, the main character Thorfinn's childhood is specifically because, like, these elements are most similar to the elements that will occur later in the story. So like, right. It might be like their way of trying to like hint at like, Hey, like, yes, there is going to be a lot of ax murder in this show, but also like, if you stick with it, like there is some nuance and depth to it. Right. Okay. Well, I, you know, maybe that's a conversation we'd have to revisit as we get uh, deeper into the anime adaptation and see where they're going with it. You know, maybe they'll end up, I mean, is it the type of story they could end up skipping portions, or I don't know, but... Uh, nah, they definitely can't skip anything in... Yeah. Again, I'm I'm not I'm not trying... Look, I, I, I tried to, like, talk up, like, Vinland Saga as, like, this, like, really, like, interesting humanist work, but it also just has a lot of dudes being just slaughtered like animals. Like, <laughs> like... Yeah. There are some fights in this show or in this manga that are like some true like mud and blood guts and glory like just like mean viking motherfuckers stabbing the shit out of each other. Like right. I'm not going to act like that shit's not here. Right. And like and I'm also not going to act like I don't like that shit because I fucking love that shit. Right. I just also love the other things that Vinland Saga does really well. Right. It, it's, a, it's a complete package that you're probably going to need to be into both aspects to really enjoy it, right? Like, that's... Yeah, that's probably a good way to put yeah. it. So, all right. We'll keep an eye on that whenever they decide to bring episodes back out. Yeah, whenever Amazon <laughs> can get their shit back together again and, like, air that like a normal fucking TV anime and not in these, like, weird batches. Right. Yeah, if anybody doesn't know, they put the first three episodes out and then they decided said we're not putting any more out for another three weeks or something like that. that yeah. yeah. So who it's, knows uh... what what's going on with that? But anyway, uh, let's move along. Another show you guys might have been surprised to see here, and uh, let's talk about. I don't even remember yeah. this one. Let's talk about Given. This is the one with the uh, the cute boys playing guitars in a band. Um, oh, the people who are like right. <laughs> yes, I was so, so I was talking reason. about this in the chat so. <laughs> So no no I I do want to talk about it because it it is I actually watched another episode of it it's, it's actually 
Okay, I, I was about to say it's actually good, but I don't know if I'm quite. <laughs> Are you going to defend this show? Are you actually going to defend? No, this no, show? I am, and a, and a lot of people do like it because it is. Um, it is not. It is not really the type of show I thought it was going to be, uh, because I think out of all of us on the podcast currently, I'm the one who ends up doing most of the first looks with the Pretty Boy anime shows nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> and. This was not really one of those. This is like a legitimate. I would compare it more so to like something like Bloom into You, but with less, huh. uh, with less uh, aggressive sexuality. <laughs> the the ro- the romance aspect here is like extremely slow bu- slow burn. Like it is based off of a boys love manga, but like oh, okay. it's it's like it's like real deep buried in there. Uh, kind of slow burn stuff on the romance angle. But um, I, I like, so like the general idea is like, there's this, there's this kid who joins a band. Like he meets this other kid who plays guitar. He has like this guitar and he doesn't know what to do with it. And he wants him to teach a guitar and they're, they're eventually going to form a band. Uh, they haven't quite got that in episode two, but that's, you know, and from the OP and everything, that's the direction they're going. Right. Um, and it's, 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 um, and I thought it was going to be more like comedy slice of life, but it is, and it is like still fairly lighthearted, but also there's a serious angle to it. It's probably maybe a little more serious than I was expecting. I don't, but I don't know, man. The way you describe some of that. Drama, oh yeah, I'm going to get to that. I'm, I'm getting there, G. I'm, I'm, I'm saying the good stuff first, right. and then I'm going to get right, to the. Right. <laughs> I'm going to get to my problems with it, but um. So yeah, I I like the the I'm also just a sucker for band stories. I like I like band stories. I, I like you know I, I like music. I play guitar. I sing. I do all that stuff. So like I I I like those types of stories. Um, Wait, you sing? Oh yeah, that's another you that's sing? another story for another time though. But uh, did, you, did, did either of you guys did, did either of you other guys know about this? That, that I, I used I used to I used to be in a band, um, but. Oh, what? what? Yeah, we, 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 that's another. I don't want to get too too far off track here. Oh man, old man, you're, you're hiding stories. Doing your covers of Troll Angel's thesis. Uh, I've, I, oh, I'm, an, I'm, 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 an, I'm an old man. I have a lot of stories. Um, oh but man. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the, the, so so I, I like those types of stories in general. I like the characters, like the 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 two main guys, like. The, the the one of the guys like the idiot savant airhead guy who is kind of annoying honestly and again we'll get to that in a second but like the other main guy who's like i guess the his friend slash love interest that's teaching him guitar i like him a lot he like kind of bails out the show in a lot of ways because he's very he like the one he's, with a super expensive guitar no well they, they both have fairly expensive guitars <laughs> but um but he no he's the one that can actually play guitar and like okay. meets meets the other guy and he's like He's like kind of surly, but he's also like, like a he's actually is kind of like a nice guy, and and I mean, but he's always he's always thinking exactly what I'm thinking in the show. Okay. So like when when the when the other guy's like saying something stupid, it's like how the how do you not know what a band <laughs> is? You know, he, like he he's like he's thinking exactly what I'm thinking the whole time. So he kind of saves so, the show for okay. me. Okay. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll get to the getting around to what you know I I was telling you guys earlier about the show. It's like for me to buy in like emotionally to a show, like you don't have to be realistic, but like it's like I was talking about with Mario Kata earlier, like like as as ridiculous as some of her plot lines and things can be in like her dialogue, there's still like some sort of like it's still weighted in some kind of like realistic, believable truth. Right. And there's a plausibility to it. Right. 
the, the, the some of the things the characters in this show do, particularly the the main like airhead guy, are just not believable as a human being. Like, how did you survive to the age of sixteen and not die being this stupid? Uh, <laughs> this guy sounds really stupid. This guy sounds. Um, so like so like right away like in the first two minutes, um, we see sort of some kind of like dramatic incident or something that he's like very attached to this very expensive guitar that he has. He has like a Gibson ES, which is like a three thousand dollar guitar, and he and he and ever since then apparently it seems like years possibly have gone by, and he's just always carrying the guitar with him, like even to school or whatever, and he carries it up. He carries it up to like the roof to like basically hug the guitar and be sad. And that's when like uh, the other guy finds him and he like, he like takes the string out. He takes the guitar out and like the strings broken is like, the dude's like, Hey dude, you should fix your string. And he's like, what you can fix it. Like he doesn't understand like guitar strings can be replaced. And then he's like talking to him and he's like, he's like, you know, teach me how to play guitar. And he's like, Oh, you know, you, you should just join, you know, go, go check out the light music club or join, you know, maybe you can join a band or something. And he's like, what's a band. And like, he's saying stuff like that. Like, how are you uh, existing as a human being? And like, I, not uh, like understanding basic, like, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm crazy on the guitar string thing, but like, I would think you would at least know like what a band is. But, yeah. Uh, no, I agree. I think this goes beyond like, there's like, there's like, there's like, there's like comically dumb. And then there's just like annoyingly dumb, like unbelievably yeah. dumb. Like, yeah. Like, and and, you know, and and like I said, the other guy is like, wait, how is this guy this so dumb? Like, how does he not right, understand? This right, is annoying. Like, like, I don't know. Like, I guess that's part of the appeal, but like, I don't know. Like, I, I could get like, look, I could get if like a character is like dumb in the sense of like, I don't know, what's a quartet? But like, what is a band? Like, you don't know the concept of what a <laughs> right. band is? Like, it's stretching the yeah, limits so there, of there, like there were some other examples i don't really remember i didn't like jot them down or anything but like stuff like that was like making it difficult for me to like take the characters seriously um i guess and and just just in general like like there was another part like in in episode three where they're like trying to find part-time jobs and i don't think he says what's a part-time job but it was basically oh. what the what the <laughs> what the direction they were headed and it was just like come on man uh so i mean th- that has kind of made it difficult for me to like take it seriously but i don't know I-, I-, I might give it another episode or two to see if things come together i i have a feeling it'll probably be better once he they're, they're kind of aiming toward him becoming like the front man of the band um like at the end of episode three he discovers that he can sing and that you know they're gonna see if they can i mean right is that, that is that gonna be a thing where like he's like a shonen idiot who just like yeah that's like, like he's like i said he's like, like idiot savant uh yeah i mean i was gonna say is he gonna be the fucking easy e of like boys love rock bands where he's uh, like i was gonna say he's uh yui yui hirasawa from kaon but um oh sure sure <laughs> I, I just meant like dude who thought he had no place rapping turned out to be a pretty good rapper but that's because of my highly specific like, yeah um, reference. <laughs> yeah that, that might be accurate but uh yes so We'll see how it goes. I and I like. I don't. It's funny. Like I don't hate the guy. Like I feel like the, the character is fine. Just like the execution of it is kind of annoying. But um, yeah. But yeah, I, I mostly just wanted to point out. Like it's not. This doesn't feel like. And I, like I'm like not even close to an expert in these in this genre. But I've watched 
many of at least the first episodes of like of these shows over the past couple of years. And this this is like more of like a legitimate like story and, you know, relationship and whatnot and not just sure. like okay. let's card out a dozen cute boys who might be in a gotcha game. Uh, I and mean, make, are you sure they're our... not also going to do that later? I, I don't know. There's not enough yet. Uh, he does have. He, he does. They do have some pretty cool bandmates that are like older, older, older senpai dudes. Um, oh. So, uh, and but they and they're always kind of like joking around and giving them a hard time, which is pretty amusing. But uh, but yeah, it, it, there, there's a lot of good stuff in there. I don't know if everybody's gonna love it, but. Um, I, I I just wanted to make sure it was clear that this is like an actually like legitimate show and not just like, you know, like I said, excuse to cart out mm-hmm. hot guys. All right. So let's move on to uh Copcraft. <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually, I, I, I kind of wanted to check this show out and I just have not had time, but uh, it sounds pretty fun. Sure. Uh, is that hero you want I'm to join it broadly? Like, uh, it is a very st- straightforward buddy cop kind of show. Just the minority partner who is extremely straight laced is a like elf girl, <laughs> basically. Uh, sword. The Fae killed my old partner. I can't trust the Fae. My new partner is a Fae. Yep. She's got a sword. She uses magic. Yes. We're chasing down the literal fairy dust uh, drug dealers. Yes, yes. Fairy dust is a drug <laughs> in this universe. <laughs> By which we mean dust from a fairy and not... Right, literal uh, fairy yes. dust, right? Yes. And uh, yeah, it's just got this enjoyable sense of style to it. I kind of wish it was yeah. a little more stylish. It feels like they're, do- yeah. they're it feel it feels like a show where they're doing their best with not a lot. Yeah, it seems like they burned a lot on um, their opening because like it, in the episodes themselves they seem very like like not super high production values and then you look at that opening and you're like what happened? Yeah, that opening, <laughs> what happened there? It's it's a damn shame. That opening is so good. That opening is like that opening might actually be the best OP of the season. Like it it the promise of that OP the tragedy is that the show will probably never live up to it, but you know it's not bad. Like you know, it, I think as we said, it's like a, it's kind of like a low rent, you know, uh, blood blockade battlefront, you know, which isn't necessarily even a bad thing, you know. Like it's it has personality, you know, even if that personality is just leaning into every single generic <laughs> buddy cop trope in existence. Because yeah, but yeah, it's you don't there, see it very you know, often in anime, and it, it feels like it's trying. Yeah, I. I finally, I, I noticed this for the last couple of episodes, and so me and Hero finally looked it up, and I guess the director of this show is actually a, something of a Gynax vet, because, like, every time you watch the OP, I was like, I'm getting Gynax vibes from this opening sequence. Like, there's, like, very specific things that, like, you know, the kind of, like, Yoshinari, Sushio, Imaishi era of Gynax would do, and, like the way they animated that I, I felt like were really prominent in the opening sequence. And it turns out that yes, actually there is a bit of Gynax lineage in this show. I think it's just a shame that, uh, there's not more of it in the show itself. Hmm. Right. It's actually a pretty good season for OP. Yeah, right? I'd say yeah, so. Sure. A couple good yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'd say so. yeah. Uh, one last thing, uh, the main character, uh, tells a catholic priest themed pimp that satan can suck his dick so if nothing else 
this show has earned like at least a few more episodes from me. So uh, that's uh, it's just okay. kind of solid popcorn entertainment. Oh yeah, um, I would agree. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to describe it. I don't know. Um, it makes me wish we got season three of Blood Blockade Battlefront. Yeah. Yeah, come on, Bones, give it to us already. Like, yeah. fucking, you're you're done with Mob Psycho. What the fuck else are you working on? My Hero Academia. Psh, whatever. Count Tuesday. <laughs> oh man, right? They're working on Carol. Oh Tuesday. yeah, that's, that's right. still uh, still going. Do we, do we even want to talk about Carol Tuesday we, real quick? Maybe or we is could it just like not even worth it. I haven't I actually, haven't been watching it next since time. Yeah, we, we didn't even finish up. <laughs> yeah, we're Sorry, running long already. So. We'll we leave that All for right, another fine, time. Fine. We'll save that for next time. Yeah, let's talk about something far. Yeah, more so what's the what's valuable. the last and best show of the season, Joe? <laughs> okay. Yeah, Joe, you saved Here the we best go. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw throw shade at me for 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 we'll start and end with the horny but... shows. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So so tell me, Jell, do you love your mom and her two hit? Multi-target attacks. I have no one to blame <laughs> but myself. I apologize to all. Yes my or no, Jill? Fans and readers. Um, I, I, I don't answer, know how to. <laughs> the, the, the judge, the, the court demands that Jill answer the question that was put forth by the prosecution. I was <laughs> lied to. I have been betrayed. Bamboozled. This is a yes or no question, sir. Uh, this is my, this is my you can't handle the truth <laughs> moment. Um, <laughs> the okay, so I really liked the first episode of the show. It was it, it was it was not like the best comedy I ever saw, but it was it was it was solid comedy. They did some some pretty solid jokes, making fun of you know isekai and MMOs and and mm-hmm. whatnot. They worked in they worked in the mom angle fairly well, uh, where you know that that was kind of going to be the emotional core of the thing because basically the whole the so I I'm legally obligated to point out this is not technically an isekai show because they're in a game. That counts, um, dude. <laughs> Don't even tell me that doesn't count. <laughs> well, right, but like, but like, it's not like a they're not trapped there. If Sora Online counts. It's it's not like a sort of online situation where they're like going to die. Or something. Like, it's just a game. But anyway, Can they like leave at any so. time. They haven't. Actually, no. You know what? Now that oh, they, oh, they can't okay. now. What? Yep, you're right. Never mind. <sighs> so yeah, this is. What is this that, Fuck you. Okay. So yes, this is now this is now Isekai. In the first episode, no, didn't see that. Never not Isekai. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, in the first episode. It was a pretty. I thought it was a pretty good comedy. Uh, I I actually liked where they were going with the mom stuff because they uh-huh. they she basically got them involved with the game because you know she wanted to spend I bet time. I like the mom stuff. <laughs> she, she she tried. She was trying to find a way to reconnect with her son because he's getting older and and you know they don't have a great relationship anymore as he's getting older and it. It was completely 100% tame and innocent in the first episode. I I was hoping it was going to stay that way. I was still skeptical, but nevertheless, I was like, you know what? I'm ready to. I'm willing to open my heart and give this show a chance. And they just stabbed me in the chest in episode two. 
I only saw the GIF, but I understood well enough that I was like, oh. Um, I actually just wrote a whole post on it that went out today. We're recording on Sunday if you want the full detailed thoughts. But they went in hard on everything that you would have expected the show to go hard in on the beginning. Does he fuck them up? Uh, no. So they, 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 put in the, they put in the appropriate asterisks that he's not into this, of course, and it's all just an accident or a misunderstanding. Are but, they not you know, blood-related? Is it a stepmom? No. No, no, he's not into her at all, but they put they set up the circumstances for her to have to... So, like, the the big problem one was they're fighting, of course, a giant slime monster. You can see where this is going. And, uh, you know, the slime melts off all her clothes and, and you know, he they somehow throw him on top of her and it's they kind of frame it like he's you know assaulting her even though he's not but that's like the visual they want the audience to have so they can get off to it and, i mean that's uh, what i'm talking about right like of course they're fucking flimsy excuses well he's not into it but yes. like it still exists as titillation right, right. and they even had to like pull out the magical light rays of censorship so get ready to buy the blu-ray uh, they also introduced Two of the other girl characters that are joining his party, one being the shy, quiet, subservient little girl, and the other being the hot-headed, redhead, tsundere girl that uh, wants that I almost uh, immediately steps on his face. Um, so, yeah, my point is not that I did not expect these things to happen originally, but the fact that none of this was in the first episode and. I, I, I don't know if that was just like they didn't feel like they had time to fit it in or I don't know, whatever, but I, I was disappointed that they did indeed confirm in episode two that this is the direction our show is Okay, headed. but no, it's oh, like, okay. seriously, was there ever any doubt? I'm amazed you assumed anything even if episode one know. was like quote-unquote nice and innocent and fun and look Like, it's a fucking isekai tit show with incest. <laughs> like, that's been the selling point from day one. I, I mean, I don't, you know I don't want to dunk on jail. I don't uh, want right. to dunk on jail too hard here, but like, you know, I'm not gonna say we <laughs> told you so, but like, we didn't have to tell him because it was self-evident. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so well, Marlon, I'm interested in what you thought after the first episode. Like, am I am I crazy here, or like, did it? Oh, like the first episode it was... totally seemed way tamer in the first episode than I was expecting. Yeah, like, yeah, like from the stuff that they showed us in the previews, I was assuming everything that Eero and G are invecting against you. They did have but... the, they did have the episode preview at the very very end of of episode one, but yeah, that that was where I was like, oh, yeah. Oh. Um, oh. I mean, look, yeah. if we're nah, being honest, I probably wouldn't have cared so much if it was just the exploding clothes, but, like, at that point... That they is true. They didn't show what you're talking about. Yeah. At, I never thought yeah, the mom at, would take her clothes off, even though I'm watching the no, but at, boob anime. At, like, at, at that point, at that point, if they're going to go that direction, then, of course, they're going to play the mom angle, because then that's the whole point of the show. I guess, it? like... I guess is always there, I always thought there, that that was a step too far. Like you can have your weird sister shows. No, but there was something. Marlon, you have severely, I don't know. You have severely underestimated the the perversion potential of. Lest lest we never yeah. forget, no, lest we never forget the ending of a Remo, but um, like 
I guess I, the thing I'm trying drop. to well, the thing I'm trying to work through here is like, is there a way they could have done this show like? Is there a way they could have done this show? Like, 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 not that I'm not even asking. Is there ever was there ever a chance of this show being done wholesomely? But is there was there ever a way for this show to somehow give you you gel the viewer the mom service you so desperately desire <laughs> without, without without creepy incest undertones? Like, I don't know. Could they even could they even introduce like a hunky stepdad character who is like, hey, son, I'm your new dad now or something? <laughs> I mean, that would have been pretty funny. That would have been great. honestly. Um, it would it would have went against the whole mother son bonding. I mean, element I mean, he's a family member. Come I mean, on. I mean, I mean, I mean, G, I mean, if we're going to be totally literal, yes, of course they could find a way, but obviously that's just they chose not to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, had they kept the tone of episode one, I would have very much enjoyed the direction they were going and well, that is not not what happened um in episode two so well, i guess i just have to ask you now Dill. like like you all asked me with don Beru, if that's a show i'm still gonna watch despite everything else about it despite everything else you've seen about you know do you love your mom are you still going to keep loving that mom <sighs> no no, all right. Well, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed by I, that display of restraint. I, I'm not. I'm not 100 percent confident on that answer, but <laughs> my my initial uh, my initial thought is I will probably not. We'll see. Um, all right. Well, that that'll do it then. Concludes our list. We will be back next time to touch base with whatever things that we're actually sticking with here. I don't know if we've made any final decisions. So we might actually have like currently airing anime to talk about on the podcast this season. We'll see. Yay. Um, Hooray. Awesome. All right. Well, it is super hot, so I'm just going to call it a day here and get to our uh, so I can get my air conditioning back on and uh, we'll get to our housekeeping. Uh, everybody stay tuned to the glorioblog.com yeah. for all of our content and uh, you can check out uh, you know we'll be like I said we'll be talking more about this season in in uh, the following episodes of the Glorio chat I suppose but you can also check out our other podcasts Legend of the Glorio Heroes Neon Genesis Heaven Glorio which is wrapping up soon and uh, Glorio's King of the Kaiju whenever Chris and Collins decide to stop traveling around the United Kingdom um, and, uh, you can find us uh, on iTunes, Google play, Spotify, Podbean. We're also uploaded to YouTube. Go ahead, like, like, comment, subscribe there. And I think that's just about it. So, uh, happy birthday, G. Oh, thank you. I, you, you, okay. Thank you. It is, it is in fact my birthday as of this recording. I was oh. uh, not planning on bringing it up. But, uh, what, a, what a what a what a I couldn't think of a better way to celebrate than uh... this podcast. <laughs> truly, truly, this was the greatest gift of all. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, but uh, but yes, thank you. I think that'll uh, that'll do it then. So we'll catch everybody next time.